Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is brought to you by Fretish.com. Fretish is a brand new service that enables you to rent your musical equipment to other local musicians and make money from your instruments while you're not on the road. If you have a collection of guitars, amps, pedals or other musical kit, why not list it on Fretish and start connecting with musicians just like you? Listings are free and you set the price and conditions of your rental as well as having full control to reject any rental requests. Check out Fretish.com and start making money from your guitar collection today. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. Jay Cross. Good afternoon. Joe Branton. Yes! I'm glad that your neighbours are, uh, you know, forgiving of this noise we make every week. Listen, I say, it, I, say I us, to, I mean specifically Joe Branton. It's a good job. It's a good job that you guys don't have access to the Guitar Nerds banking details because you'd be really upset with the fact that I have to buy a bottle of red wine every Monday to give to my neighbours as apology for <laughs> the fact that Joe Branton's here. Yeah, because the weeks that he's not here, we obviously don't buy the wine. We, we don't no, need exactly. to. We don't need to. The worst he- is when I turn up so drunk that I go into their entrance <laughs> and podcast with them and drink their wine. <laughs> Um, so it's uh, been a, a bit of a weird week. I feel like we're in a kind of a strange time at the moment because we're like so far away from Nam that there's not a huge amount of new stuff, and we're quite far away from Summer Nam. Yeah. So I feel like things are in a bit of a lull yes. in terms of new releases at the moment. But I kind of feel like this is the, the stuff that gets announced now is the stuff that um, the companies. People wanted to release it at NAMM and it just wasn't ready. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. So things are trickling out. And one of those, we talked about it quite a lot last week. You finally got your hands, Joe Branson, on the PRS Silver Sky. The PRS Silver Sky, the most overrated guitar in all time and history, you bunch of absolute morons for getting behind this guitar. <laughs> Moron than off, Well mate. done, listeners. Well done, Unless, listeners. of course, any of Joe's you employers are, are uh, wealthy and then it's uh, the best guitar ever made. It's, it's, it's good. You know, it's good when, uh, when the general public get behind a guitar like this because it reminds me of how easy it is to market to stupid people because... <laughs> This guitar is the ultimate in in oh, no okay it was it was all right it was fine it was whatever <laughs> but like <clears throat> it, I mean it comes what's down wrong to, are you okay I've said it a, a couple of times on the on the forum when sort of when this has come up it is it's twenty two hundred pounds for a 
a poly finish, non-quarter sawn, not figured, not even baked well, neck. Joe, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to butt in on this uh, because, because, I was because the doing... finish is the I know can it's that t- PRS. Can you turn him no, down. I... Let Matt talk. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm just turning Joe off now. I know loads of people were going on about the price, but then I was looking at loads of competitor guitars today, and actually, it's one of the cheaper ones. It comes in a soft case for twenty-two hundred pounds. That it that has... I actually think is unforgivable. Yeah, the, I, the, think, the, I think that's kind, that is kind of crazy. But the scratch plate the, is... But it's is, not is a not... poly finish, and it's not a nitro finish, but most guitars aren't a nitro finish now. Music Man aren't a nitro finish. Well, and I know you get like a flame neck on some and, and this, that, and the other. There's some attention not to detail on for me. Music I, I think it looks kind of cheap, but yeah. I think for most people, I think... I think, I think it's close. a viable option against no. some things that are actually seem to be really expensive. So, no, so what else no. is it up there with? Obviously, there's like Sur and things like that. Well, so, I think, well no, no. Sur and Sur and a more expensive than it. But, um, you know, it's, it is sort of the bottom end of Fender Custom Shop. And, and also, it is around, you know, a Music Man Cutlass price point. And I just think if, if you were looking, if you want something that's not made by Fender and you want a Strat, surely, like, it seems to be the sort of quiet, you know, you know, member of this sort of lineup of of guitars, but the the Music Man Cutlass is an absolutely cracking yeah, piece of kit, definitely. And I think spec wise, and and you know the the color options, the having that you know that that baked flamed neck on a Cutlass, I, I just think it absolutely blows the uh, Silver Sky out of the water. Yeah, I guess the thing is though, if you're looking at a Cutlass, you're looking at a much more modern instrument, and I think what this appeals to more than like sir or companies that are doing a modern super strat is this is actually trying to be far more vintage you're you're right it is modern looking but uh but yeah i mean all you're really talking about here is the neck radius because everything else about it is modern well no because all the pickups and everything are based on his he's basically modeled his 63 and 64 strat into something a bit more reliable yeah yeah into into a prs basically so i i you know i kind of i get why there is some hate but at the same time like Actually, I can kind of of see the point in it. You're you're seeing this the wrong way around already. It's not that there's some hate. The hate is not what came first. The hate is in reaction to so many people getting behind it and talking talking about this whole situation as if PRS have reinvented the strat. They've done nothing of the sort. I mean, mean, in fairness... I don't think they have, though. I I don't think people I I think John Mayer fans have. And and all this is is putting them in their place. That's the thing. If there was a... There was a like a forty-minute Instagram live with John Mayer talking about the guitar, from his opinion, and he's quite open and just like basically I wanted a Fender, but I'm not a Fenderized, and I play PRS, so I basically made a PRS, you know. And I I don't know. It's I think Mayer fans have kind of gone a bit OTT with it all. Yeah, actually, I think it's yeah. probably worse than it actually is. I also th- that, that's what's ruined this is is sort of the Mayer fandom and 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 come on this is overrated like no, don't talk about it as if John Mayer's been humble about this who on earth does a live stream to announce a guitar and like and and Paul Reed Smith going around the country doing like announcements at shops it's a, it's a guitar like everyone releases loads of these all the time two years in the design oh it's not two years in the design you absolute 
you are mugging people. It is a strat copy for a guy whose fans are really creepy and weird, <laughs> and they will buy anything that he that he puts out, anything he slaps his name on. I'm really I... looking forward to seeing what uh, the next thing Joe Branton gets to be in his bonnet about, because this John Mayer thing has been really fun while it's lasted. But <laughs> sorry, you know, I just you know, it's just uh, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's anyway, not, I want, it's, I want it's not even next. it's not even PRS's first strat either. So uh, I don't know why he's getting so annoyed. I, uh, I, I, I played it. it. It was actually it was. It was Perfectly good. I, I just that was quite it's good. The thing, it's the thing. Like you just it's need to good. calm down. It's, nice. it's actually quite good. Did yeah. you plug it in? Yeah, yeah. We I had a bit of a, a bit of a go on it. Uh, yeah, the metallic black was quite a nice finish. I did think it looked a little cheap for sort of what it is for the amount of hype around it. But I don't really like white scratch plates. I'd sooner have like mint or parchment. You know, the white just makes it look. Well, I'm bit, glad that you've uh, you found the the real crux of the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real the real thumbs up, thumbs down point of the uh, the design. You know. Well, I, I I'm really looking forward to two years uh, in design. If they'd only spent another week <laughs> picking the right scratch play color, it'd be the perfect guitar for JB. I'm really looking forward to uh, next year when PRS announced the Joe Branton signature Silver Sky, yeah. which is exactly the same but with a, a parchment plate. Yeah, well, I w- I would have been much happier with the guitar <laughs> if that had been the case. But actually, the the radius was. Was yeah, super super comfy. Like having a seven point two five. Wow, I di- I didn't realize how how well. Know, the the good thing about seven point two five is it's so much better f- for playing chords. Mm. I think most yeah. that I think the only thing that's that's weird for me because I missed obviously the initial podcast when it was announced is yes, I can't believe it doesn't come in a hard case at that price. However, the Fender signature they did also didn't come in a hard case. But it, that was it, also Maya, nowhere near that much money. It, it just was, hates it was hard cases. Grand, I think was it? it was about eighteen hundred quid. Mm, I don't think it was that much. I think it was like fourteen nine nine or something. No. John Mayer's just really into travelling light. Doesn't love that hard yeah, case. Yeah. I, I, I do think that is pretty criminal, to be honest, to to not include a hard case for that money. But <laughs> but it was fine. It was fine. Like if there wasn't all the all the weird sort of hype about it, maybe if it wasn't John Mayer's, I'd be like, this is fine. A hundred percent. If it wasn't John Mayer's, you would think that this was no, a great no, guitar. No, okay. You were you You'd were like, all about PRS no, about about I, I've never been about all about five, PRS. Five weeks ago, I've never for, been for all five about minutes for no. about five minutes. As no. soon as, as soon as you were like, "Oh, jo- oh, I hate PRS now." Well, oh, oh, guys, well, oh, guys, have I told you? Have I told you, guys, guys? Anyway, the have, uh, I, have I told you? I hate John Mayer. Have I told you yet? The, have I told, my name's Joe Branton. The, I, uh, I, I wish that instead of the PRS, he'd gone for that um, pink Jackson or Charvel or whatever he was playing for a little while and released that as a signature because he Joe would be so. Conflicted. That was a weird. That like was a, a weird time pointy, period. Pointy, quirky him, super strat. Joe's, you know, he's predisposed <laughs> to like that. Pink. He loves that. John Mayer. Oh, dodgy ground. That would have been. That would have been tough. But um, I think the weirdest choice. I mean, I guess obviously they're going for his strat. Is that that vintage radius will put so many people off? Because I think so many people aren't used to playing that now. I mean, I, I'm not. I I'm not sure. That I, yeah, I don't think. I'm not I, sure that it will because I, I think don't think is, John Mayer fans know what a radius is. Well, I don't it. think it's that. I think that it, he he is in the same way as maybe someone like um, in the same way, same way as someone like Joe Bonamassa. He's kind of a celebrity within the guitar. He's world. a brand. He's, he's absolutely. He is him and Joe Bonamassa are kind of the the um, modern day equivalents of like Slash. Yeah. I think they're like the 2010s version of Slash insofar as people will buy the stuff that they put out because they're into the people as much as they are the instruments. I think that's my kind of opinion on it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think um, obviously this guitar is doing very well already and will continue to uh, do well despite Joe Branton's reservations about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I saw someone put it very very well on the on the Guitar Nerds uh, Facebook forum, um, where someone was like, someone was had obviously missed all of this and was was just sort of like, well, what what is the deal with this guitar? And someone answered that by saying, um, John Mayer's released a PRS Strat. John Mayer fanboys have gone googly. Everyone else saw it and went, hmm, it's a strat. Headstock looks naff. And Joe Branton has stirred up extreme vitriol <laughs> uh, against it no, to uh, not, take it down. It's not me. Matty, uh, Matt Knight, did you receive any new pedals this week? I did. I bought a Origin FX uh, Cali 76 Compact Deluxe Compressor which I didn't plug in this evening because I ran out of time. Okay, I've been um, hearing a lot about this brand. I keep seeing them pop up and I don't know that much about them. Oh, where, yeah, where the, they heaviest, from? the heaviest weight pedals and probably like the best built pedals I think I've yeah, ever, I mean, ever come across. It is, it is an incredible... They're all hand built in... Um, California? In Oxfordshire. Oh, okay. No, uh, it's called the Cali 76 because it's based on a 1176 valve compressor, which is a really famous studio compressor. Oh, wait, the brand is Origin Effects, um, isn't it? Sorry, the I was thinking the brand is... is Cali- yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and this is a kind of... What they've called the... Limit, the um, like the deluxe version because it's actually got parallel compression so you can blend in dry signal. You've got in and out volume... And then the little LED in the middle also works as the kind of gain reduction meter. So it's three different colors. So the harder you hit it, the, the LED changes. Which okay. It's really nice. Um, but it's a really solid, really well-built piece of kit. Um, but loads of people have been playing them. I've tried one before. Our friend, Mr. Steve Burrows, has about five of them. I've um, seen them crop up <laughs> on loads of people's pedal boards at the moment. Yeah, I yeah. see them all the time. I saw Philippa Q's got one on her board at the moment. Just, it's a really good, solid clean compressor that does everything from like super squash to kind of just make gooder i guess okay um and i was like yeah i just thought i'd give it a go i really want a compressor um i don't really want to fork out thousands of pounds for a high-end valve compressor and i wanted something different than a boss compressor how how much are they they are 269 pounds not that i paid 269 pounds for it sure sure uh, <laughs> you, get, you know industry insider and all that you know it's just well, uh, you know just they, they, the, they heard that i wanted to buy one they were like well get, getting the deals just you know we'll, we'll make one for you and that's why it's called the matt knight 76 deluxe <laughs> what else do they do what else do orange make they actually just make the, at the well until about two weeks ago they just made various compressors okay and um, so they started off with one called the slide rig which was a dual limiting amplifier for slide players and then they moved into various versions of this um 76 compressor but they've just released and i don't think we talked about it on a previous podcast they just released a new overdrive that's got 28 controls on it what yeah 28 different controls all on, on the front 700 quid i think crikey what's no, it called it's a, mix, it's a mixture of let me see if i can find it and i can it's called the revival drive okay so it's three uh, two button what they call ghosting overdrive for unabridged amp tone um so they they claim that they've basically built an amplifier in a box that you can still run in line like a normal drive effectively okay. so that it's it's the same it's basically like a preamp i guess in in a sense in a pedal yeah um but there's controls on where the jacks go in there's like little switches up there then there's 
on the base of the pedal if you imagine where a foot switch would behind the foot switch on like the front i guess there's more controls on there then there's 12 different knobs six different switches and then five micro knobs two leds one giant led and then two foot switches that's crazy all off a standard nine volt <laughs> really so it's like it's basically like a drive workstation isn't it you know we've had yeah i guess it's it's got loads of different i mean some of the controls on it like preamp different bright caps dry gain high shelf uh mid-level mid-cut different capacitance levels highs lows yeah i mean it's it's literally everything but yeah it's called the revival drive they announced it yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I think it's nearly 700 quid and you can buy an optional foot switch that gives you <laughs> more control over that as well. <laughs> but um, only but only two extra options on the optional foot switch. Blend, override and mid-engage. I guess yeah. I guess that's so that, you know, if you've got all those options on there but you're mid-set, do you know what I mean? You're yeah, not going to sure. bend down and tweak everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It looks amazing, I must admit. And considering the like the build quality of this i'm sure it's going to be amazing and they're all handmade as well yeah. so it's going to be amazing but yeah the two stages are valve rectifier and silicon rectifier so I'm, i'd love to try one but i mean when you get to that price you know although i've been proved wrong before when uh i worked at anatons and we sold the van wilden overdrive which yeah. was 600 quid and we were doing maybe one a day at one point i was like well <laughs> but then again it had joe bonner's Joe Bonamassa's name kind of behind it as well so maybe that sort of helped it along I, I do think there's a market for that because obviously you know there's people out there who have got six or seven different drive pedals or six or seven different fuzz pedals why yeah. not just have one that does everything um, or if so- you just run a really clean amplifier and you want drive but you can't find to drive maybe in an amp then that's kind of an ideal situation yeah. and it reminds me similar of the old um, Hughes and Kettner drive stations that used to have no valves in and yeah what was that called the drive master or something ah i think there was like tube tone i can't i can't remember there was a whole bunch of them um but it's it's worth having a a read on this um origin one because they're talking about ghosting which is like the overtone the over notes that you get when you play a real amp that's that's driving yeah and that most drive pedals don't do that and they've kind of built in a way that it actually physically reacts but it's actually i just i was having a quick look one thing i forgot it's got a built-in reactive load so the idea is they've built a load into it so it's like driving a real speaker and then it feeds that out of the uh of the output That's so interesting. what would you do with that how would you plug you how would still that run it, i guess you'd run it at the end of your signal chain yeah because it's kind of like the last stage but the weird thing is there's no loop so there's no direct put, out either is there no so i guess you'd put delays after it but you'd put other drives or compressors or something before it wow starting to get so complicated in the middle of your your chain That's... maybe like, we maybe we should drop him an email and be like why don't we come up and visit can you tell um, us how this works because we don't <laughs> understand it how this works tell us i mean it's one of these companies where the guy who's the lead designer i've watched a couple of videos of him talking about the compressor and you can just tell that he's not really a player, although he can play. But he's definitely some sort of like science genius. Yes. Like oh, I'm just because uh, I didn't realise the guy that makes Hampstead amps isn't a guitar player. Right. Okay. He's he's an aircraft engineer that went. I could probably build an amp. Right. Okay. 
And um, was like, well, I, I can see all the faults that people are probably building into amps. So I'll just like use science and uh, <laughs> technology I mean, and just build around it. That's not that wild, though. I mean, think about you know, Leo, Leo Fender wasn't a guitar no, player. No, that's true. Jim Marshall, just, Jim Marshall, not a guitar player. You, you know, you like, I don't think I don't know if Cliff Cooper yes. was a guitar player either. I think he yeah. just made had because Orange, I think, was just an electronic shop to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I don't. It? Yeah, I don't know actually. Don't know if I, it was a guitar that's player. That's my or understanding. I, I think a lot of these people they 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 come to this from a from a weird angle, and they when you well absolutely when you're an engineer, you you've sort of got this. Well, I can build that. I'll just do it, and then you do it, and it's like, oh yeah, well, that was really good. <laughs> maybe yeah. we've all, maybe with that's how we've been doing it wrong the last fifteen twenty years is that we should have actually never bothered playing guitar, but realised that there's big potential in the guitar market, yeah, and just done like some sort of like technology degree. Well, I mean, just built gear we, we do this podcast and I barely have time to play guitar ever well, that's anyway. True, so. That's true, yeah. We have kind of found our own niche like that. Yeah. True. We true. just tell people what they should play instead of actually playing it ourselves. Yeah, easy, easy. Listen, do as I say, not as I do. Please Thanks. don't start a podcast. We we can't keep up with the competition. Yeah, that is true. There's a lot of competition. <laughs> it's really, really tough, really tough. But we are the world's number one guitar podcast and that means... That, that is what it says at the start of the podcast. We bring you the world's number one guitar no, because we, there's still more more new stuff. We got more pedals delivered this week. Why didn't you write that on the list? Well, then? I, I was I was going to talk such about a good segue it. As it, was, well. it was an okay segue. I do agree. But yeah, we uh, we received uh, another package from Awell Awol. Uh, oh yeah, pedals. of course. I forgot about this. Yeah, um, uh, in the states. So Aaron Wall, who owns Awol. Uh, that is an amazing name. Yeah, it's great, yeah, isn't I mean, it? That's, that's really incredible. solid. It's it's a great name. Anyway, I didn't know anything about A Wall pedals until I started talking to Aaron, who everyone calls A Wall. So it's sort of his name as well as I, I was uncomfortable calling someone A Wall because it sounds like an insult. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, he. Uh, um, I was speaking to him online, and and because I was I was trying to make a mini board last week of all the mini pedals that I had on like a pedal train nano, and he was like. I make the world's smallest clean boost. I'll send it to you. So he, so a couple of days later, I, well, his, I asked him if it was smaller than a boiled sweet. Which I, I, it's definitely not smaller than a boiled probably, sweet. He probably didn't know what you meant. If no, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, so he looked it up and then in the, in the rather... Like glazed candy or whatever they call it. In the large box that had this tiny pedal. Why he was also, the box so big? Because he sent a load of American sweets with, oh, yeah. with it. So there was loads of stuff. I mean, you know, it was... It it's was, all gone now is what you're saying. It, well, it's mostly stuff we have here. It's like Skittles and Oreos. Okay. Also, I love how America think we're still sort of in the 50s, you know. For also, <laughs> also, none of it's vegan. So why didn't you bring it here no, and why I, am I, I not eating I did, it right Ore now? Oreos are vegan, mate. But, um, Skittles aren't. But yeah, Skittles, Skittles are. are, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they used to have shellac in they don't anymore okay. but anyway in amongst those things was the nano clean boost which is absolutely the smallest effects pedal i've ever seen it's so tiny that the rotary the single rotary control for the clean boost is on the top of the pedal rather than the front so the nano clean boost can only just about fit the the actual foot switch on the front of it but um it is a it's a really cool really super clean very loud um, boost in like a metallic black in a very fetching colour as well but it's super cool and it's going to be making its way onto our board I, well. I don't really understand how there's enough room for all the stuff in there because if you there seems to be barely enough room for the two jacks to go in there and the switch Yeah, like where's the electronics is I it reckon really tall 
Is I that reckon. Take it? No, it's not that tall. It's really tall. That's one of those, those upright pedals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon there's nothing in there, and it's uh, the buffer, especially. I reckon there's nothing in there. It's just it's, shaped like a pack of Rolos. No, it's just, it's just been done. It's been done uh, because us as guitar players now are so uh, convinced that stuff can be made better. It's actually empty. The it's two just, jack jack posts are just wired together. Completely. Yeah, that's what I reckon. <laughs> Genius. Talent um, I tell you, one of the things that I like about this company, if you go on their website, it shows you the uh, four pedals that they currently do. Um, it's the Nano, which I assume is the Clean Boost. Then there's the Buffer, um, a favourite switch, which... Uh, Probably is built for the Strymon stuff. Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. yeah. And then um, a Dual Tap Tempo, which is in a rather fetching... Very strange. It's in a uh, kind of dark green sparkle... Oh, good yeah, where they got that idea for a delay but anyway <laughs> um, one of the things I like about them is that well the I assume that isn't actually a delay I assume it's a tap tempo to work with delay I pedals I suppose so yeah that would make sense yeah I hence suppose. the dark green sparkle yeah of course to bosh it in next to yeah. so that you can use a carbon copy exactly yeah very smart um, one of the things I like about them though is that the uh, inputs and outputs are all in different places uh, so I reckon you could make a really tight you could probably fit them all into the size of a like cigarette packet. Yeah, they're so like. <laughs> there's your small board, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, that's a great. Just go idea. and buy a, a pack of cigarettes and um, a- attach some Velcro to it. Yeah, I'll do that. Is that everything that we had delivered this week uh, that you want to talk about? Um, yeah. Oh, sort of. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I also got. There's a tweed Fender Blues Junior at my house at the moment. Nice. That's very good. It's not mine, but I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Probably should uh, move on, I reckon, and hit people in the face with a big old glove loaded with what we like to call... News. The news. Um, first up, Gibson have announced a brand new signature model for Vivian Campbell. Vivian Westwood? Um, <laughs> who uh, who's going to give us the rundown Matt Knight I, I will uh, Vivian Campbell alright hands up didn't actually know who Vivian Campbell was I'm sure a lot of people out there do and judging by some of the comments I've seen people are quite excited about this man played with uh, Dio uh, a lot with Def Leppard since 1992 I think ah the current um, Def Leppard guitar player yeah yeah the current Def Leppard uh, uh, yeah he is actually still the current Def Leppard Def Leppard guitar player. Uh, he did some, well, they say with White Snake, but as far as I can tell, he played on an 88 mix of a song called Give Me All Your Love. Um, I don't know how much that Give me all your loving. Da, 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 da. No, that's Kiss, isn't it? Close. No, I've absolutely no idea. I didn't realise that you were singing anything. I think it's Kiss. No, it's uh, ZZ Top. ZZ Top, Jay yeah. Cross. Not top. Kiss, it's easy top. Uh, but surprisingly, Billy and Campbell actually did play uh, with uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. That um, sorry, that was what so I was. That was that's, that's what trying to. Yeah, that was where I was coming from. Yeah, that's the real quiz. Um, so yeah, Gibson have announced the Vivian Campbell signature Les Paul custom. Now I hadn't seen this before. Uh, you guys gave me the news before we started the podcast, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say. I don't actually think it's that bad. So Mark and I were talking about this beforehand and um, every aspect about this guitar I, in general, don't like. So it's kind of silver burst, although I, they're calling it black and grey. Um, it's a Les Paul Custom, which I'm not a big fan of. 
Uh, it's got a heavy flame, which I'm not a big fan of, and it's got open coil pickups, which I'm not a big fan of. No, but see, actually, I, looking I, at it, I don't mind it. it. Really? I, I, no, yeah. I, I must admit, like I, the kind of silver grey burst I, I'm into, maybe slightly less of the heavy flame. It kind of, I love the open pickups. I've always liked the the two white because that's like the rarest combination of uh, open coil Gibson pickups you can get on the, the old 50s ones. Um, I think it's got a chrome switch tip, though, by the photo. Yeah, that I'm not does. Yeah, I'm sure not into on. that. But it's got a 70s... It's like it's based on a 70s Les Paul, which the 70s Les Pauls that I've played have all been like pretty heavy and pretty terrible bad very bad yeah, i think I mean, are the words you're looking for if you end up, especially if you end up with one of the sandwich ones that's like maple mahogany maple and it weighs about 50 pounds um high output passive humbuckers all satin chrome parts which i can kind of get behind because they'll probably relic like relatively easy if you, if you play a lot kidney bean grover tuners which is nice because it'd be better than the kind of vintage style ones uh, Damasio pickups, if you you know, because you want more high gain. The only thing is, I mean, it's once again, it's it's that Gibson custom price point, so you know, six thousand um, dollars, and it's one of those things. And I know we said it before when we did the Patreon a couple months ago, and it's like if this guitar was two and a half grand, I'd be like, I'd be really tempted. Actually, I think it's a really cool looking guitar, but it, they're just obviously pushing a lot of the the custom stuff out, so. Yeah, is it's like not knowing who the man is. I actually think it's an incredibly cool looking guitar, and but unfortunately for most people, I think the price is a little unobtainable. The the amount of custom shop stuff they're cranking out at the moment is really surprising. Well, it, it isn't yeah. just really surprising. It just seems it just seems like it's a bad they're idea. They're just trolling everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's because people were just getting madder and madder and madder about the whole yeah. thing. It's very weird. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, and it's a five-piece neck profile, which I guess is down to the 70s, because they're not normally that, are they? No. Customs. It's normally sort of... So it's it's five-piece maple walnut neck. Yeah, so that is proper 70s. It's really 70s. Wow, this is a very odd choice. And to be charging six grand for it is just, yeah, very, very weird. I guess, I guess you know, it's that or the Chinese New Year, Les Paul. You know, what, what are you going to go Which two for? are you going to pick, Matt? You know, which one are you going to pick out of the two, you know? <laughs> The year of the uh, dragon is dog. Dog. The year of the dog. It's gonna be one of those it's gonna be one of those ones, that guitar is gonna be like the time the guy went, I've got something special for you, can you value this for me? And pulled out the Harrods Leds pool. Yeah. It's like it's it's just it's worth I nothing. It's yeah, it's kind of like it's worth what you paid for it that time ago. Yeah. But yeah. Now it's kind of like you've got to find someone who's desperately into that guitar. Where this I can I can kind of get behind this guitar and actually seeing it from the front rather than kind of the angle shot that Gibson had on on there. So I I actually kind of like this guitar. I just think it's a shame that their prices are what they are, and also the fact that yeah, that everyone's going Gibson are closing, and they're like, no, we're still kicking out all the custom shops. It's fine. All the custom, but shops. they only make fifty a day. So I mean, they're not making like hundreds of this guitar. I mean, at the same time, there's not probably hundreds of people who actually want to buy this guitar. I think it's going to be quite a limited audience. Yeah, I I, I don't really know. I mean, I know when we were at Music Man, they were saying that they basically build to order. They only make the guitars they need to make. Yeah. Which is why there were so many John Petrucci guitars being made at the time. People love the JP. And I I don't know whether Gibson kind of do the same or whether they just like, oh, we're we're doing this run now, so we're going to build a bunch of these. And then that's that. I guess you could probably always order one. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to be making loads of these no, which no, in a way no. it's, it's, it's kind of cool Joe talking about guitars from the 70s yes. um, has reminded me of something that Jay and I uh, went into Brighton yesterday and did a bit of a walk around and uh, a local guitar shop that is not yours has got a Rickenbacker 4001 I know, S. S yeah I've already seen it uh, in black yeah, ejecto, yeah. Um, I, did you see what the price was it was uh, POA I think wasn't no it? it wasn't it was like oh. 16.99 or 17.99 no, I thought, mm, no, I can't remember. No, the other stuff in there was PR. Oh, maybe right. that was two grand. Yeah, maybe it was like nineteen ninety nine. It was two grand. Right, yeah. I yeah. Andy Baxter com has has free a, ad there. Little free uh, a four thousand three S up in Jetglow for seventeen nine nine. Yeah, but this is a four thousand one. Oh, it's a 4001. Yeah, it's the real deal. Oh, that might be worth the extra 200 pounds. Yes. I, I might go in and have a chat because I was thinking about chopping in a couple of other bits as well. Yeah, I've got this Tweed Blues Junior. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, do you know what? I've, I've, I've actually cracked my, uh, my 60s oh, right. reissue uh, jazz bass back out this week. The one that you've had for ages. The well, yeah, the one I, that I you play had it quite a lot. No, no, that was that the precision. Was the base, I, yeah. This one was the Mexican. It was the limited edition Mexican sixties one that came in a nitro uh, three color sunburst, um, and I swapped out the torque guard for a black guard, and I bought the the appropriate plates for it. So the the pickup cover and the and the bridge cover, and I'm. Um, I'm going to restring it with flats probably tonight, and uh, I might start start using that a bit. I'm quite right. quite into it. What about the Steinfield? Well, I still use that as well, but you know, man's got to play in different tunings. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't really, <laughs> but yeah, okay, we'll we'll, we'll roll with that. We'll roll with that. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know that there is a nice four thousand one. Oh, yeah. oh, it looked nice. I didn't try it, but yeah, I I did walk past the other day uh, at a distance and and saw it and was like, ooh. But I, I was with the uh, the GAC managing director, so I, I probably not time to duck in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I just? Uh, anyway, yeah. um, more... I'm going to talk about this on my podcast later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll even give away someone else's web address. So uh, and say PRS guitar. Uh, you know, 
speaking of PRS guitars, indeed, we'll be moving on to yeah. My let's bit move on. Let's move so, on. So, uh, so uh, yeah, this week PRS have announced a, another limited run of um, of SEs, which they sort of want to do at the moment. They they're sort of bang into their limited run SEs. Of course, they had great success with the exotic series. Yeah. Um, when they did a, a load of different woods, sort of uh, like weird sort of mahogany tops and um and like zebra wood tops in like a massive range of SEs for you know 800 pounds and they were they were super popular they absolutely flew out because it was an opportunity for people to have a limited edition pretty good prs for not a lot of money and they have done it again here with uh with these so we, we've now got a um they're they're a satin quilt stealth finish so kind of like a it's black well it's not because it's a it's, it's kind it's of like gray. A gray it's like it's, it's a gray because it's a heavily quilted tops but it's totally cool and they've done the same thing again so it's like a complete range so there's like custom 22s 24s they've even doing a lefty they're doing a seven string a baritone a semi hollow a tremonti a zach really. myers a Zach zach myers yeah so there's a there's a there's a huge range of of guitars there. Oh, and a Floyd. They're doing a twenty four with a Floyd as well. So they're kind of doing everything in this cool like satin black finish, and it's it's a great idea because it's PRS doing metal guitars basically for you know for eight hundred pounds. And I kind of think you know at that sort of price point with the quality that we know is coming out of Korea, you know, with those PRS SEs, it's like man for that sort of money. I think Ibanez ESP. You know, check to all, all those brands have kind of got to watch themselves a bit because PRS are, have are, are have absolutely nailed build quality at the moment, and to do a series of really metal kind of modern metal guitars. Yeah, I, I really like price. the Zach Myers. I think that hollow body single cut, yeah, in stealth black with because I don't really like the uncovered pickups, but yeah. it, it does seem to work on that one. I think on the standard SE customs. Yeah. Sometimes those like plasticky black uncovered pickups look a little cheap. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I think the baritone's the the one for me that really works in that series. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of got a bit of a uh, the sort of Rabia signature model vibe about it. But mm. I, yeah, I I just think for for eight hundred pounds, this is an absolutely cracking range. Like, Ebony board as well on these. Really? Yeah. Is it? I mean, so this will be a sighties thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, into that Zach Myers in a big way. Yeah, these are great. Like, that, that's the best guitar they make across all the ranges. I 100%, you know, the regular finish is fine. They did, I think, an exotic word of that. And obviously now they're doing the uh, quilt stealth. Um, and I just think it's the best one every yeah. time. I, I can't see shops sort of being able to keep stock of these. The same that thing happened with the exotics. It was the It's the opportunity to, to own a rare PRS for not very much money in, yeah. the, in the scheme of PRS costs. Yeah. I just... I don't get this at all. You know how I, when we were talking about that Gibson, I was saying that I'm not normally into the sort of black and silver burst. I'm not normally into uncovered pickups. Yeah. I mean, this is this is why the I I don't get it. These guitars. Oh no no I don't, I don't like the, these. The, the, the quilting as well. Oh, it's just quilt is awful. It's so tasteless. It's, I, for it's me, like people I just, who tap. It's like. That's, that's what your band does no we don't tap we're not on, on some right? of these though I think it's better than others again like Zach, uh, Zach Myers I think looks nicer on the, I'm with Matt on the standards and the customs 
I don't think it looks as nice. Um, the uncovered pickups, the quilt and stuff. Yeah. But some of them I just think works really, really well. I, it's not my yeah. thing. I just think look this. the look of these guitars is exceptional for the price tag that comes with it's it. It's definitely something different for the price, which is which is a good thing. Yeah. Talking about um, stealth black guitars, Jay, you've been looking at the new um, Solar Guitars Patrick Jensen signature model. Um, this is obviously the uh, the kind of brainchild of um, Ola England under his Solar branding, um, and their first, I guess, signature model that isn't an Ola England guitar. Uh, I'm not sure is that true. Oh, really? I yeah, it, it's basically he's moved the Solar... Because I saw he actually... Ola England actually did a video on the other day and said... Because people have been saying, well, surely everything's an Ola England signature because you've got the Ola logo on it. And he's like, I've basically detached myself from the Ola logo and made that the Solar logo, which is my brand. Yeah. But everything's just a Solar guitar. It's I not. see. Right. I see. Okay. So like, um, technically, it comes from the same style and body shape as his Washburn. Yes, Solar guitar. But so they're not technically Ola England signatures, right? Okay. okay. So th- this um, this Jensen. Uh, so he is a Swedish metal geezer. Well, he's in Ola's band. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's the other guitarist. Right. In the okay. Haunted. That makes sense. That makes sense. So he, yeah, in the Haunted and Witchery is the other band that he's in. Which they love it, don't they? I've not heard. There's the Nordic metal types. They yes. love it. So the uses an HM2 heavy metal. The- <laughs> Send bring one. it back, bring it back, Matt. Bring yeah. it back. Um, so the Jensen uh, is the uh, the Type E um, uh, shape, which is one of one of the the solar sort of standard shapes. I wonder what that's based on. I think it's uh, egg. Okay. Electric. I think guitar. the E stands for egg. <laughs> okay. So unfortunately, Joe and I wouldn't be able to demo this if it came yeah, out. Yeah, you know, it's not vegan. Um, no. Uh, also, by the looks of things, they might have already be uh, been sold out. Um, really? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or maybe they're just not available yet. I'm not sure. The, when I looked on one page, it did say sold out, but that may just be that they don't have any in stock yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. But um, it's uh, a grand, um, a thousand euros, which seems like a lot of money, but um, it's cheaper than uh, a couple of the other uh, Type E models that are, that are on the site at the moment. Um, 8185s, uh, so you know what you're going to get. You get that sort of precise metal tone. Um and uh, all in all, I think it's I think it's quite a nice looking guitar. The inlays it's, it's are a, super interesting. Yeah, there's like, a that's lot. That's my favourite bit. There's a lot going on there. A lot um, going on there. It, it, it looks like these sort of ripples that are, that are jumping out. Yeah, the you. inlays from the 12th fret where the Ola logo is. Yeah. The ones that go towards the first fret are kind of curved out towards the first fret, and yeah. the ones that go towards the body are kind of curved. It looks like the um the Zach Wild finish, you know, on there. Um, the kind of fretboard, the the circular Zach Wild finish, but yeah, on the fretboard. Yeah, but yeah, in regards to the sold outs on their website, I think if I remember rightly, they only build each guitar in a certain run. Right. Okay. And then they basically sell that run, and then they build another run of guitars. Okay. Um, and I think they're built in world guitars. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my understanding as well. Um, um, but yeah, the, all in all, like these. It's a swamp ash body, uh, ebony board. Um, yeah, I mean they, these look quite cool. It's it's they've got a kind of offset 
explorer vibe going on if you've not seen the type yeah there are a few before. more contours on that on yeah that top thing um also i quite like the headstock which is often the downside downfall to a lot of uh the sort of metal brands from that, my perspective that's the headstock that he took straight from washburn yeah totally totally i mean there must be some i reckon he yeah. i reckon he owns the design because i i think although i've said i don't know 100 i reckon he designed it and and outsource the actual body design and then probably when it ended with washburn he took the design yeah yeah, yeah yeah that yeah. sounds likely doesn't it um because yeah these are obviously so similar to the the washburn solos matt that sounds like you've got an alarm going off in your house yeah that was uh, amy is cooking fire in my house, <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yes it's not a uh, as long as it's not a, a burglar alarm matt if you need to leave at any point you know if your house starts burning down just Grab the uh, grab the Valentine, uh, grab the Les Paul, forget about the cat, and just leg it. I think it's um, Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> Localized entirely in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, Matt, tell us about um, another bit of news from this week. JHS Pink Panther uh, is now the Lucky Cat Delay. Yes, the mega studio that is MGM have uh, sent their lawyers in to basically cease and desist the use of the pink panther name it was only a matter of time surely yeah it definitely was only a matter of time and actually they've been selling it as the lucky cat delay in japan for uh, almost a year now uh so yeah basically jhs got the cease and desist from mgm studios you can no longer use pink panther name or likeness on your pedal so they have moved to the japanese version which is the pink uh, the lucky cat delay which now comes in a fetching black as well oh really it was quite nice yeah yeah so it comes in pink and all black Has... which seems to be the trend at the moment keely seems to have done nearly all of his pedals in like a stealth black which is basically black with black text um so like yeah like a matte black with like a really shiny black text but yeah so no longer so if you've got one of those pink panther delays store them because maybe one day they'll be worth loads of money I, I don't know if that will be the case because there are so many of those. I think we've got collectively yeah, sure we've got two of them. them. Yeah, I'm sure they made a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, so too. Um, prob- probably not. But um, yeah, so they've they've basically no change to the actual model, just the name and the extra finish. Um, one other bit of pedal news from this week. Dwarfcraft Devices have released the Ghost Fax Phase Computer. Um, Matt, this also sounds like something that you would know about. Yeah, well, anything with a ridiculous name. Um, so Dwarfcraft Devices, the company that makes some of the most um, ridiculous pedals and one of my favourite pedals I've seen being used this year, the Razor, which is their granular sampler delay. This is, I guess, in a way, slightly more normal. It's a phaser uh, with two different modes. Uh, well, technically two different standard modes, I guess, like what they call standard phaser or manual phaser where you can actually like manually sweep um the the actual phase control then envelope modes which is not something completely new but basically you've got an envelope up or down so the phase moves with your pick tap like an auto wire but it goes between two pole or 32 pole phasing so 32 pole phasing is like a ridiculous amount of phasing so you can get some really crazy in-depth um sounds and there's also like a bunch of hidden menus inside as well for extra control uh, loads of expression control and then you get um 
presets which i think is quite cool so it's one of those where it's a fairly in-depth pedal so you kind of want to be able to save a couple of your sounds in there as well but they reckon it covers everything from normal which is not something that dwarf calf always do to something that goes what will they say phaser enthusiasts to audio adventurers so i think kind of nice if you want a phaser that does a little bit more than you're just kind of standard phase 90 those sounds definitely in there I, to me i really like the envelope sounds because i had a pigtronics um phaser for a little while that did the same thing and their tremolo did a similar thing as well which is just makes it more responsive to pick attack which makes it much nicer for lead work sometimes a phase can be kind of really overpowering um and then you've also got completely wet or com- uh, you know completely dry as well so there's a really nice sort of um, blend control on there as well looks like there's way too much for me for a phaser i like a small stone or something where you've got one control or phase 90 it's just like nothing on it um but as you say for audio adventurers um this looks like it might uh, might do the business the thing is talking of small stone um obviously i spend a lot of time on ebay and i wish i'd bought some of the old (laughs) 90s electro harmonics pedals in wooden boxes because some of them now including the terrible russian big muff that came out in the 90s are going for like 200 quid that is absolutely (laughs) nonsensical which russian big muff the black box one? do you remember the the black one that came in the wooden box the one that they the last one they did before it was discontinued um some of the phases wait wait i've got one of those wooden box ones what one have i got I've got the small stone. What one have I got? Yeah. So, I mean, some of the some of those are going for 100, 150 quid. Oh, it's crazy. It. Yeah, they they no, cost nothing back in the day. They were like 49 quid. And they're, they're actually, you know... They sound great. They're That's why I'm keeping it. unreliable. Yeah, that's... Because they're, they're, they're only pressed steel cases that tend to bend, which means the foot switch moves when you're also stuck in it quite hard, which means the foot switches break all of the time. Yeah, you often see people posting up pictures on Instagram stuff of them where they've just put their entire foot through an electronics yeah. bent, uh, bent steel box. Yeah, they're... Um, yeah, they're not the uh, the longest lasting of pedals, which is maybe no. why they're going for two hundred quid each. Yeah, maybe they've just all been destroyed. Yeah, yeah, maybe, time. maybe. And um, we should do before the podcast wraps up a couple of questions. We don't do questions do enough. Know clearly, do, yeah, I've forgotten I, how to do it. I didn't know what the segue was. You were looking at me like I was supposed to be saying something. I was like, I have no idea what he's doing. We're normally finished now. No, it's, yeah, it's normally it's normally odd when we actually want you to say something because Questions. most times it'd be better if you just shut up. Um, I feel so, like before we just go on, we should just we should just. I don't know if if it's going to be making it through to the microphones, but there appears to be a uh, a child having a monstrous tantrum in the flat below me. Oh, so is that what it I is? I think so. Yeah, I for, I, think, with, I, I thought it was some feedback I or something. See. But, no, um, I was getting freaked anybody, out about how just in case your anybody, girlfriend was in the next yeah, room. Yeah, well, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case anybody can hear anything, we're not, you know, there's nothing nefarious going on here. We don't traffic people. <laughs> <laughs> I think time we move on. Russ says, I have a weird slash silly question for you all. I'm about to have two electric guitars that I intend to gig with. For you nerds that have multiple guitars, how do you distribute time equally without feeling like you're wasting one of them? I know this is ridiculous, but it genuinely concerns me. Now, Matt Knight, um, we can see you on your webcam, and you, I can see six guitars uh, in the uh, in the shot there. Oh, yeah. Is that all of them? That is all of them, actually, yeah. which is funny, because I found... I was act- and I might I'll- I should post them on Facebook really, but I've somehow managed to recover all of the photos of all the gear that I've pretty much had since about 2002. 
and whoa, I've whoa, got whoa, a picture whoa. of my rig, which has got, only got one guitar, one electric guitar, and one acoustic. And I was like, how did I survive? Um, so yeah. how, how do you decide what to play, and how do you make it feel like you've, you know, you're not wasting the guitars that you've got there? Well, the problem is, I bought a Music Man, and now I feel like I'm wasting all my other instruments. I mean, uh, the, honestly, I can't play anything else but that Music Man. I noticed that the the, the, the Pink Les Paul hasn't have, had much of a run recently. Can I have that one if you don't want it anymore? <laughs> I love, I love all of my. Actually, the ones on the, the wall, which are my Baja Telly, my modded Baja Telly, my Les Paul, and my Music Man, are the ones I play the most. <laughs> um, I haven't played my Gibson SG for ages, and I did play my Strat yesterday, but I've. As I said earlier, when we were talking about the Silver Sky, I can't get on with that 7.25 radius, but it's an original 80s pink Paisley Strat, so I can't bear to. to I mean, if, with it. if you want to sell that one, mate, you know you can keep it in the family. Absolutely not. Although I, I love <laughs> the thing I do love about the neck is that it's only worn on the on five different frets on the G string and then an A shape. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. I remember when you bought that when when it got uh, when it came into the shop, and I think that Matt was just lucky that he was the person that was dealing yeah. with the buy-in because otherwise well, I opened the case and I think my like jaw hit the floor, yeah. and I just went. I'm, and it was one of those times I was like, "Look, I'm gonna have to be honest. I just want to buy this guitar from you." And she was like, "Oh right, how much?" Do you and I was like, "Look, I'll give you this much for it, cash, which is slightly more than we would have given you for the store." And she was like. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to rip you off. I just want to be honest. I want this guitar. And I love it. I do absolutely love it. But I just don't love it as much as my music man right now. It, that is a hard thing to get over, isn't it? It is very difficult. I think when you've got, I mean, sell me your pink Les like Paul. No, oh. never. That I, guitar, I'll I, swap you the Les Paul for the 175. No. That's Although a good I trade. I do love a good 175. I actually, pref- I, I wouldn't do that. I prefer Joe's 175 to that Pink Nose Paul. I've got to admit, Matt, sorry. It's, it's, it's funny, though, isn't it? Because like I've got a humbucker in the Music Man, and it covers those kind of neck humbucker tones that's on, on the Les Paul. And a 175 is dead cool, but I can't... Get the get the 175 refinned in pink <laughs> by Graham. Well, so it's a nitro finish. And I tell you what, we'll talk. Well, speaking of refins, you know what's sitting on my desk... No, the orange, the uh, Gibson Memphis uh, 2016 ES335 trackpad combo in Tascam orange. Why is it a trackpad? Is that the name of the interface? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. So I I opened the the cardboard box, which is orange. I went and found it in the warehouse, and it was like it was behind some racking in a corner, like covered in dust. And I found the orange box. <laughs> when I did it come it out? 2016. Wow. I'm surprised we never covered this yeah, at the time. Yeah, me too. Me too. Anyway, like it's... In a way, though, I'm not surprised we never didn't cover this because it's a Tascam signature model. It was, it was three uh, thousand. I'll tell you what. It was this, three grand when had, it came out, and it's two grand now. If this had come website. out, if this had come out whilst Matt or I were working in the shop, we would have seen we would have seen that coming straight away, and we would have gone Tascam orange. That is bonkers. That's Let's open it. Let's Basically, it. the exact reaction well, that Joe's that had. I've done, yeah. But it's now so so. Yeah, I opened it and like because it's a really long box, and I was like, "Why is this box so long?" And I opened it and realised it was because packed on top of the case in there are the headphones, microphone, and interface that you get that are all uh, also orange in some way. Not like completely orange. They have like an orange line through them. The, the these Tascam sort of weird bits, and there's like a copy of Cakewalk which I think was once a software package. Which, you know, which I think is now discontinued. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the interface is also now out of date. Yeah. Yeah. Cake, Cakewalk is back. It was bought by Bandlab, who yeah. are a Chinese yeah, company. It was, 
actually a Roland company. It was Roland, and then Gibson bought them, and then uh, yeah, now they rest in the hands of Band Lab. I had really <laughs> hoped that like the hard hand company. Yeah. I had really hoped that the hard case would sort of match up with everything else as well, but it is the, just the 2016 hard case, so the uh, the brown leather with the with the grey interior. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got that out, and now it's at my desk. It's so good. It's so good. It's so orange. But you know, it's slightly through. Like you can see yeah, the wood grain. Sounds good. Oh. It's an absolute banger. I think we should buy oh, it. Oh, is it? Is it the track pack two by two? Is that no? No. Well, I don't know. It's called the ES three three five track pack combo. I mean, if you type if you type three three five Tascam into Google, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh... I, mean, I love I love the fact that the I've just actually having a look. So the Tascam track pack two by two is a complete recording solution that comes with a microphone stand, headphones, and interface. Yeah, I think it comes with microphone as well. Yeah, yes, it does. Um, it's only 170 quid. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost guarantee that the headphones in there cost about four pounds. The ones they've included. Yeah, in there. I mean, like it's still combo. it's still a Memphis 335. Oh like, sure, it's still like burst buckers. And... Just a what weird thing to throw in though. Just a cheap interface and some like bad headphones and yeah, stuff like that. It's pretty. It's pretty weird. It's, but it's I'll an amazing colour. It is a cool looking guitar. Is, like I, I'm, I'm so into that. I think as a colour. It reminds me of Capri Orange. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's know, very um, much like the Capri Nick, who, who works at GAC, had a... Um, oh, what's uh, that called? Oh, uh, the Coronado... Uh, um, you're talking about the sort of... Jaguar Tornado. Tornado, yeah. No, it's not, it's not. It was Cyclone. Fender shape, officially. Oh, Cyclone was so good. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a mixture of two different body shapes. But right. Fender never actually did like a version of it i guess and he had it finished in capri orange and it looked really didn't it really didn't it wasn't it a, didn't he have a uh a telemaster telemaster that's the one and that yeah, was which is a, now the offset like tele custom shop one yeah it? it wasn't a um it wasn't like a production run was it yeah yeah his well his wasn't a fender it was just a something no, it's, yeah. i think it's just a warmth i think yeah 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 Rob says, Matt, where are those boss pedal questions? No, not really, but Rob says, Matt, where are those boss pedal mugs from? Well, well, if I knew where they were from, I would definitely own some. Basically, there was a piece of merch that, that Boss made uh, about 10, 15, probably about 15 years ago, if not maybe slightly longer. And I think they made a whole bunch of them and they never went anywhere. And I don't think anyone wanted them <laughs> the times before uh, social media. And I, I, rumor has it that there was a bunch at uh, Roland UK about three years ago, which they all sold on eBay for like 20 quid. And they've never been seen since. That's it. They're just gone. The only ones I've ever seen is the ones that we put on Instagram, which is our most like photo on Instagram. And it went like everyone put it up. And it got hundreds of thousands of likes like, all these people that reposted it there and they're two in scandinavia and i've seen some in the roland museum and they're the only ones i've ever seen there was a couple of gack for a while there's a blue the one boss merch you, you can find there was a couple and of gack. never come up on ebay there was a couple ever. of gack there was a blue chorus one and a ds1 no an od3 one as well i think they were the only two that we made i think yeah something like that yeah they never come up i think last time may I may have seen one on eBay once, and I think it went for like fifty quid. What? Pretty, pretty sure the ones that Gak someone dropped and the handles broke, so we just put them in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I just, they, it's, I, everyone's been asking for them, and 
we would love to to do some more. Me and, and Jay, who obviously work with, are like, man, we should make some more mugs just so we can have them on the desk if anything. Hashtag make, everyone, make the mugs. Everyone has been asking for the mugs, and um, yeah, we still want that bed linen, mate. More mugs. Bed one, the classic. The Bed one. I know. Once I get the bed covers. <laughs> That's it. You, you just know, need to quit at that point, Matt. You need to quit I, the industry because your dream, yeah. your lifelong dream of boss bed covers has been realised. Didn't we a year doing some custom merch and managed to get boss vinyls made? You would have thought I probably should have done the bed covers by now. But didn't Matt? No, didn't so Matt no. tell us about the bed covers idea in like episode two or three yeah. of the podcast? I think it was like exactly, five it years ago. One. I think it's episode <laughs> one. Yeah, of the GAC podcast. So yeah, five years ago. And now he's in a position where he can make them, and he's bottled it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just biding my time. I'm waiting for the re- the big reveal. You know, when we get like the big gig, you know, the big artist gig, and I'll be like, yeah, we've made you something very special. Bed one, or I'm just saving it for a future video. Yes, um, <laughs> I totally think you should do that. New exciting <laughs> boss product. You know, visit the social media at this time, and it's the Bed One bed covers. Oh, that'd be so good. The or dream. Just unve- un- unveil a new pedal underneath the Bed One bed covers. I reckon we'd sell loads of them. I reckon so as well. <laughs> Some sad people in their bedrooms. Would you do a single bed or would you do a double bed? No, you've got to do a double, really. Yeah, I'm not sure you're getting the, the right audience there. there. <laughs> it would be the BED1 and the, the BED30. Where it'd be 30. Turbo bed covers. I sleep in a guitar pedal. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> with, with that, we should wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for sticking with us. If you want to hear more, we're going to go and do another half an hour over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early, and $5 a month gets you the extra half an hour every week and also access to exclusive interviews and mini-series like Joe Branton's Rant On. At $10 a month, you get your name mentioned every week at the end of the regular podcast by Joe Branton in a long list of people, and uh, he has to do it in one breath. So the more we get, the harder it becomes, the funnier it becomes, and the closer to death Joe Branton gets, which can only be good for everyone. I'd especially uh, recommend anybody who's currently uh, only on the, the, the $5 tier. To just, bump up. Just think about it. Yeah. You know, you're only on the $5 tier. Come on, we're, we're, you're good old mates, and let's just, just think about how much fun it will be when... Joe Branton has to say a hundred names in one breath. And yeah. also, I've noticed a few people who are on the five dollar tier have got really long names. <laughs> so if those people could add themselves to the ten dollar, um, this will make this funnier. I've had to start bringing my fifteen inch Mac instead of my eleven, just so I can fit all the names on the screen. Oh, yeah. so I can Joey two Max, I see. <laughs> Maybe that's an incentive for people not to pay any more into this podcast because Joe's talking about having two laptops. Well, one of them isn't yours, is no, it? No, one of them's my girlfriend's. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Money, she money, she money, just started money. having a go at me that I was always bringing it here. So I just zoom out. Yeah. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Rob Gray, Christopher Lewis, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, who's that guy? 
Derek Rich, Chris Connors, good old Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, my favorite, Carlos Mantra, Steve Michael, Blantrop, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, I know him, Laurie Amstis, Jack Godfrey, Paul Garrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Mo Gravett, Colin Anderson, I read all the names again, I've still got breath left in me, that's right, you can keep trying, but you will never defeat me. <laughs> You look like you're actually about to die that time. Just a couple of extra people who have gone on there have made a massive difference. And so if we can oh, get a couple more, I think actually you might not be able to make it that one week. That was harder. Yeah, yeah, that was that looked real tough. Um, if you want to join in the conversation, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. You can also follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds, Instagram at guitar nerds, and watch videos at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Jay has just put uh, taken an excellent picture of Joe reading the name and that will be up on the forum um, probably in the next 10 minutes or so something like that thanks so much for listening and we will speak to you next week cheers gang have I been a good boy it's none of your business Hope I get some cool toys. Can I get a witness? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.